With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So, let's say you're into yoga or Pilates. Or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. It is the Day Trippers. It is a Monday, and we've got tonight a pretty uh, A-grade cast for you to go through the opening uh, game of the season. So we've got uh, Phil Casey. How are you doing, Phil? No, but look at the size of that spider. It just copped it there up in the corner. It's yeah, fucking huge. It's that's, huge. Yeah, for anyone who's watching the camera, that's not on live. That's, <laughs> that's massive. <laughs> We've got uh, Shawnee Lawson. How are you doing, Shawnee? How are you, mate? Yeah, good. And on decks, and he might contribute if we force him into it at some point, is uh, Gav Paddy Power Doyle. How are you doing, Gav? <laughs> and it is Ray, your host tonight. So, uh, in the aftermath of uh, Friday evening and the Relentless Reds back um, on song, uh, we'll go through the uh, the game on Friday in a little bit of detail. Take some of the um, talking points. Um, biggest one for me is Allison, and we'll uh, <laughs> we'll get to that fallout as well. Um, who impressed uh, for Liverpool? Uh, we'll look a- ahead a little bit to um, the Chelsea game on Wednesday and the Southampton game on Saturday. Um, and then, look, you never know, we'll we'll have a bit of a laugh about um, how we enjoyed or didn't enjoy, in Phil's case, Friday's um, Friday's match, yeah? Oh, go on then, we'll let you start, Phil. I told us when, when we won the Champions League, I would give you five years of relentless positivity. Yeah. Right? <laughs> So to turn around and say I wasn't happy about the result is a, is a, is a, is a misnomer. Okay. What, yeah. what, what did you think of the performance? Shite. <laughs> 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 I have to say, like, you know, 
you, it was the first game of the season. Our pre-season has been pretty crap. The second half of the City game was much better because the first half was shite. And you start looking at it and saying, right, what do you want to do with this? And I, I, I probably tweeted at the time. I was drinking so much, I can't remember. But I, I think I did say that um, I'd be happy, I'd happily take any win. Right? Yeah. To me, you can't win a league in the first three, four months of the season, but you can lose them. Right? And to get off the ground at home against a newly promoted side, the odd time they throw an upset in there, and I didn't want us to be the upset, right? So to be honest with you, the way the game starts, the way we play, the goals, the whole lot was spot on. There's a bit of dodginess. I know we get into it a bit, but like we, defensively, we were, were rampantly shite. Like let's be honest about it for most of the game. But at the same time, up front, we looked dangerous even if our midfield wasn't firing on all cylinders. And to me, that's a good sign. You don't want to be running at 110 miles an hour in September. You want to be hitting that in March and April and May. That's when you want to be hitting your peak form. What you want to do is do enough from here right the way through to Christmas mm. to keep yourself there, thereabouts. And then it's what happens after Christmas, as we've seen year on year. Even last year, like City dropped their points before Christmas, and it's after Christmas is what really counts. But if you're not there by Christmas, you're not going to be there at the end yeah. of the season. Top of Christmas guarantees you the league, doesn't it, Phil? As we, unless, as we know. Unless your name is Liverpool Football Club <laughs> and Athletic Grounds. Um, Shawnee, we seen on, when was it? Was it Saturday? We seen Villa go to, to Spurs and go a goal up, and, and for large parts, looked like they were going to potentially get some points there. Liverpool never let that happen for a minute did they what like how did you take the first half in terms of like professionalism and just getting the job done yeah it was mad it was kind of like we went down second gear and we were final up sort of thing and um Carragher Car- Car- was in commentary saying like worrying about what's going to happen in previous weeks how bad we looked down the right hand side like he was just constantly negative the whole half so I was kind of thinking just, uh, I'll just put the sound. Chair should be told. Damaged his toe. <laughs> Sorry, John Wayne's down. We never heard it. Uh, <laughs> um, I, like, it, it was mad. Shut up, you fucking dope. <laughs> Pleading child blame. <laughs> <laughs> Forget even where I was. So, uh, Carragher's... Uh, you know, Car- like, he was... The whole game going on about how he was worried about how uh, like easy we were getting that they were getting that as pre-season and kind of like the, defensively we kind of followed too from the pre-season games because I tended to notice in pre-season teams were getting in behind an awful lot like it was very visible at Napoli and I was thinking like are we playing a high line by design or whatever was it just Gomez and Trent who have, haven't really covered themselves in glory but then Salah looks as sharp as I've ever seen him in a Liverpool jersey. Like for me, now it's normally November, December before he gets going. Like you know what I mean? And he just looks razor sharp. sharp. And then you have, and then you have Origi, who was just constantly busy and bustling down the and like doing taking their full back to the line instead of going inside what we used to manage happening. So we kind of had the goal to just kill them. It was rootless in a way. And then. It's just like a balloon popped when Alisson went off. I don't know what it was like when you boys were in the ground, but yeah. like the, the ground was rocking, and then it just seemed like... It was rocking. What, what saved it from going completely flat is not long after we go 4-0 up. Yeah. So we kind of forget about the fact that Alisson has gone off in a way. Yeah. And also, I think um, Adrian's first few touches, his distribution was excellent yeah. the first I few times he got the ball. Because I think one of it, the, the first time the ball comes back to him, 
they're kind of already in a press mm. and he just clips the ball over the centre forward's yeah. head onto Robertson's top and you could actually hear the crowd as well like the Anfield reacted as well yeah. saying oh look we have a backup keeper that's not Mignolet yeah. and he can kick a ball it was a revelation he to can be honest a ball, with you like, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think if I had him in nil all when Alisson went off that would have been different yeah, yeah the, the ground even the, the whole um, two things Sean I'd like to pick up on that you mentioned there right the fourth one is, I think the most important thing was it wasn't Mignolet walking onto the pitch, yeah. Yeah. right? I think if that's Mignolet walking onto the pitch, everyone is just going, oh, Jesus, here we go. Here we go. Mean, the thoughts would have immediately turned to not just that game. It would yeah. have been the, the, the weeks to come. But the thing is as well, like you said, Mignolet coming on the pitch, Norwich would have been well in mind then as well. They would have went up a gear, like, you yeah, know so what I mean? If we take 10 shots, we'll score five goals here. We'll win here 5-4, you know what I mean? So, yeah, um, as a whole, to get, it was it was fairly routine. Liverpool, like, we come to, like, we didn't really, the levels just kept going, hasn't it? And according to, it, it's weird that it's like a title race is already in, in motion. It was between, a break. Yeah. It's like the, it's like, it's like, the season never ended yeah, in some like ways, isn't you it? You pick up a knock and you're back three weeks later. Like yeah. uh, Liverpool win, following on and City win. So uh, as long as we can keep it like this without letting them get away, like Phil said before, hitting top gear, well, then we're in business. But we have an awful lot of games yeah. coming up. Like Wednesday now is another one. Looking at Chelsea yesterday, you think, yeah, we should dispose them. And then like Southampton away is a tricky one Saturday. But yeah. as, as starts go 4-1, you can't argue. You can't argue. Phil, just on, you mentioned it yourself about defensive frailties there, yeah? Myself and Cav jumped in a cab into town with a couple of absolute randomers, if you remember that one, Gav. And uh, there was actually a lot of uh, agonising by by one of those two lads over the way that Trent and Gomez um, were being kind of picked off sort of thing. After the game, after, after the game, yeah, I, I, and and one of them lads immediately said, you know, I think Matip needs to come back in for for for, for the next game. What would you feel? What would be your feelings, Phil? Like the obvious is that you go for a bit of, particularly you now with Adrian and goal to let him bed himself in and get through the next games. You probably sacrifice a little bit on the attacking side to give us more defensive solidity so that he gets a couple of clean sheets behind him right mm-hmm. and his confidence soars as opposed to hanging him out to dry and expecting him to be Allison. Yeah. the one thing I said to you Sean about, about Adrian is that and I even texted you when, when he came on yeah. I said I texted him at the end of the game I said what was the shot stopping race out tonight he said 66% what did I say was he's a 66% goalkeeper he had yeah. faced three shots and he saved two and conceded one right yeah. that's what we're going to get him the difference with him and Allison is Allison is an 87 to 90% shot stopper his, his, his ratios are off the charts in terms of what he's done right it's so we, that is psychological by the way we've yeah. talked about it before yeah it's like when, go, when players go up against O'Black and, and Allison, they're like how the fuck do we score against them like you can see it Messi yeah even Messi's head was gone in, in Brazil like when, yeah. when, when they were in the, the Copa America so that's there is going to be that bit of a drop off. Mm-hmm. So for our point of view, we need to protect him a wee bit mm-hmm. while he plays through these games. Gets for gets that bit of confidence under the belt and hopefully puts in six, seven, eight decent performances. That means that the drop off isn't as pronounced as you'd expect it to be. On the Trent and Gomez thing, look, Trent exposes himself. We know that, right? For me, that's where Gomez needs to learn, and that's where Matip ultimately is a step above Gomez at this moment in time, mm-hmm. right? In that 
Matip naturally drifts out to cover that right back slot and it's let Fabinho Fabinho then plays in the half space between where Matip will be as a centre back and where he will be in midfield so he basically just covers those two spots so it means that 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 big gap doesn't exist when Matip is playing Gomez is yeah and this comes back to the lack of games he's had because he's been injured I think he's played 24 games in 4 years or something like that right? but like, there's, there's, he's missed so much football yeah. and particularly as a centre back he's still in that learning process where to understand where to fill the space and where not to fill the well, space the thing is with Gomez he relies on his athleticism to get him out of tricky positions and I don't think that's kind of a high risk high rewards strategy to have when you're yeah. playing Trent, like obviously Trent is so good going forward oh, yeah. Like Phil said, with Adrian going in there, we probably should look at reverting to type until, because we've Chelsea now away, yeah, I'd go with Matt Bin now for the next couple of weeks, even for the away, when you're playing the likes of, like he was come up to say, with Sheffield United at home, yeah, you can put Gomez in there and let let Trent gallop up and down. But Chelsea... Southampton and Arsenal, Arsenal and then even Burnley after that yeah, oil, oil. Arsenal, Arsenal we need to be careful right because the Arsenal one's an interesting one because you could say fuck them we've got a better back four anyway right and they're going to come at us and they're going to try to counter us but they are going to come at us and try to play football against yeah, us but that's what I'm saying that's why you, in that game you gamble and you play Trent because you know he, he's still going to get get beyond <coughs> and exploit the space that are in there but my only worry with the Arsenal thing but then again Emery's mad as well you look at it the weekend and the team he sends out there and he just about got over the line against yeah, Newcastle yeah. you're saying to yourself where we wouldn't want to be exploited by a half-decent Arsenal attack is going to be on the counter. And those spaces, if you're playing Gomez there, in that game, if you're playing Trent, you play Matt beside Van Dijk. In the the Sheffield United game, you play Gomez and Trent because you're not as worried about being what's going to happen behind you. And the same with the, with the, um, the, probably the Burnley game as well. You can afford to play Trent and Gomez there. But I just, I just, for, for, while Adrian beds himself in, I think we play a bit safe. Yeah, I think, I think that would be there. I think like now it's just about getting points on the board, like the start of the season. Perform like when you're in a title race, I don't think performance ever matters. I think that to be exactly yeah, it's just it's gonna be about like we've so many games to play. Gomez can't be the certain if he's left out. Either can matter because everyone is gonna play a role. Yeah, and I think now with the injury, look, you're just gonna have to just shuffle the deck a little bit. And I'd I'd have Matt have been there just solely because we've seen how solid like towards the back end of the last se- the end of last <laughs> season I know like Van Dijk's looking at getting Ballon d'Ors and he's getting all the plaudits but Matt matched him if not was better than him in the last quarter of that season so I, I throw him in there and even even City in the charity shield as soon as Matt came on we looked way more secure at the back so yeah there was a lot of talk wasn't there how um how Matip would be really unlucky if he lost his place. Yeah. And he did lose his place for the first game of the season, what? let's face it. Has he done? And right, I, I say this because... Been for the first game of the season. Yeah, I, because I think this is much more of a squad game now. Right, I think the, the drop-off in standards is, is less pronounced than it was when we're moving players around. And we should expect to see... Because he did it this time last year. He did a lot of chopping and changing up to Christmas. And we're going to see the most of the squad rotation before Christmas. With the number of games we have... 
League Cup matches, League matches, Champions League matches. He's going to move players around. Like initially after the game at the weekend, I was like, I'm disappointed not to see Keita and Shakiri come on and see what they could have done. But then you've got Wednesday, and you're saying hopefully you get to see them in those games. Milner comes on and you start to like, eh. but then you're thinking, well, they don't want to cough up another goal, so he just says I'm going to bring the experienced head in yeah, just to see out the game. Safety, it was fair. pure safety, yeah, yeah. No, we haven't even talked about it yet. Like we haven't even touched on it. One of the things I, I really liked on Friday was when the lineups came out, you looked at the bench yeah. and we had, like you're saying, there's game changers there. Yeah. Even Mane was there. But look, if Mane goes into your 11, then you have Origi who's fired up. Yeah. And I read that thing today in The Athletic about Origi and he's saying how signing the contract has kind of not only given him a boost, it's kind of showed him he knows now that his future lies there at Liverpool and he's going to, exactly, he's going to relish that role now, like, you know what I mean? And even on the weekend, Origi's one of them players, not pretty on the eye, but when he plays, he contributes. And that's massive to have, like, you know what I mean? So, can I ask you, because you were at the game, Yeah. what's the story, like, you watch them play and you watch them not on the television, so you weren't sitting in your wardrobe eating a Doritos watching the television, right? But like, the the hate that Genie is getting is just mad from from my point of view. Is there any explanation Absolutely for it when you're watching? Of it in the grounds, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's obviously an online agenda. Um, there is always someone. Yeah. If, if, if you think about it logically, Hendo has has been that had that kind of target on his back. You know, the last few years. Um, I think because of what. Hendo showed us and the fact that he lifted the European Cup and there was a bit of a human side with his dad and all that sort of stuff. It seems like people have had to decide, actually, uh, I think we'll find someone else to uh, well, start. And then he wasn't even in the well, squad. Well, a non-entity now, really. Yeah, but the thing is, he wasn't in the squad, so who else no, are you going to yeah. target? Like, you know so what I mean? It seems to be genie, and I don't know if it's just because... There's an agenda to, you know, to find a place for Cater, as an example. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Put it this way, right? Everyone is saying what's Cater should be in our best 11. For me, there's no such thing as a best 11 because the best 11 depends on who your opposition is. Yeah. I wouldn't have Cater in at home or away to Man City, no matter what, because he just, he neglects his duty, he's, look, he's great on the ball, yeah. that's the thing is, it's all about aesthetic with some of these people, yeah. they just, they love it, oh, because Katie, you can bang up a vine of him, knocking the ball through your legs, yeah, but you know exactly what you're going to get from Genie Wijnaldum. He's 96 points for skill and FIFA as well. I think and he, he, that's the thing, like, it's the type of thing, like, I remember last year, we were at the opening game last year, yeah. Ray, we were all there, Gav was here, there as well, we're at West Ham, and uh, we, we batted them off the park. And I remember leaving the ground, I said to Shane Davern, fucking Vinaldum was exceptional today. Exceptional, he says, yeah, he was brilliant, best player in the park. Yeah. Went on Twitter, everyone's going on about Keita. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because he threw a few shapes and he plays passes with the outside of his foot and the whole lot. Like. The thing about Keita is there was, if, if you look at players, right, it's, I'll go back to the narrative because I wanted to pull in the character comment that you made as well, right, and also the madness that's been in some of the fucking journal I was over the whole weekend about football in general, right, but like, you look at the narrative, oh, yeah, the, oh, listen, the, the narrative that was set around Kayser before he signed was that he's this wonder midfielder, wonderkind, right, that's coming in from Germany and he does everything, he goes box to box, he breaks things up, but he also sets things up and he has an eye for goal and he does all this, and let's be frank, We've only seen glimpses of what he does from an attacking point of view, from a 
a tactical defensive point of view, he's been non-existent and at times has been a severe liability for that midfield. That's right? where he's been playing left wing. Exactly, you know, exactly. He's been playing in that look kind of when he's coming on, he's playing in that so now towards have, the left. Now you have Sean, you have people who are out there specifically who have who have tied themselves so far into that narrative of him being the second coming of Zidane, right? That they can now, they can no longer remove their position and they refuse because they believe that in the long run they'll be proven right, okay? I think any sensible Liverpool fan, if you spoke to them about Keita, I think, you know, the consensus would be is that the jury's still out on him. Absolutely. As to whether he is going to be ultimately be a, a player who's got a long-term kind of future contributing, you know? It's, it's different than, than than Fabinho who's come in and done exactly what we expected him to do and more and he's just like when you think of a Liverpool midfield now and you're thinking who what's our best midfield his name is going to be in every single yeah, one that picks him like similar to Caden when Fabinho came in he struggled yeah. like Arsenal away he was yeah. terrible like he did he did struggle mm-hmm. but he dug in whereas we haven't really seen that from Caden now I'm not going to like stay here slaughtering Keita because look it's a big step up from Germany to the Premier League I think even if you look at his physique mm-hmm. this time around it looks like he's, he's packed on the muscle yeah. to try and cope with the physicality of the Premier League yeah. but we've seen in Napoli away he kind of like he doiled it in like, yeah. let's call it a spade a spade yeah. he went off for a back injury everyone was like oh, for fuck's sake Keita's injured and he was, on, he was on the bench then the following Saturday so it does a mentality side of it as well and Klopp singled him out in his praise last week saying that even his mentality he looks like a different boy that we had from here last year so that would tell you that look he's been told to book up his ideas sort of thing like you know but it's the constants of having to play is a small minority of the fan base no matter what and it's just never going to happen because they're going on about they wanted a signing but the thing is had a signing came in late in the window he wouldn't have got near the team until November, December if he didn't start on uh, Friday gone there would have been an uproar about not starting yeah. like I said they can't give out about transfers anymore so it'll be starting lineups from yeah, now on who's okay. getting selected yeah. on, on yeah. the genie thing and this is where I go back to the narrative part right he's been asked in that midfield against um, whatever team we played at the weekend the Norwich team um, the, he was asked not to play as the most advanced midfielder and not as the deepest midfielder he was actually playing in the role that every time a midfielder plays there everyone yeah, moans so about right yeah. Hendo was being asked to sit in that role yeah. where all you are is the orchestrator yeah. you're not going to be the one that's playing 50 yard passes you're not breaking into the box yeah. you're not looking for assists you're not creating anything you're, all you're doing is you're acting as the linchpin between Fabinho and the fellas in front of you right mm. And you're giving them the, the, the screen pass. You're, you're there as the easy option so that they can move the ball quickly through midfield mm. and you're not spending and labor, you're not let, allowing them to set up banks in front of you. So this the idea is that he can quickly move that ball through to the next phase, the next tour of the pitch. Mm. And that gets lost if you're not at the game because all you're seeing is a fella that's standing around and not really doing anything on the, the television. Ball, we have. Yeah. I think, look, I think it quite... That's you, a narrative, Ray. It's it no a narrative. narrative. You look at Jamie Carragher at the weekend, right? Yeah. His narrative... And yeah, the whole lot, the whole lot of, of, the, of the English journal's narrative at the moment yeah. is Harry Maguire is literally the greatest defender of all time mm. because he was £85 million and he's gone to Man United and he's now... The absurdness of the idea that he's the best... He's now, that Carragher's never seen a better defender carry a ball out of defence. <coughs> Having watched Van Dijk all season, it's... it's it goes hand in hand with... You know, because I remember Paul Pessoin on the Thursday, and they were the first Friday night football back. They played Southampton and Old Trafford, and like the cameras are following, following them around. It was literally like the the program was called Paul Pogba. Yeah. It was like it was a joke. 
and he played a few forward passes and you were all like this is what and the yards fell out of him then you just have to allow that but Carragher was outrageous the, over the whole weekend Carragher was outrageous and it seems like well, I think so but it sounds like he's been told to rein it in because look he's obviously on tender hooks that guy because spitting incident and whatever so he, he seems to be on tender hooks that guy like but isn't it just the whole everything it's a bit puppety like the stuff that he's coming out with like. everything though is, is just basically to even the television now it's all clickbait but you're talking about narratives as well and another fucking narrative that dummy head in was Norwich won the second half yeah but then did Villa win the second half the following <laughs> night or the first half did Villa win the first half yeah yeah. and they get 1.365 yeah. XP's XP it's mad like X points. I'm not even joking here like in the space of a half an hour in that game Carragher was on the on the pitch side with Kelly Cates and it's great that he's coming up saying that they're going to play the same way and you'll love to see it and like it's brilliant coming up they didn't spend money look you can model them off Huddersfield they're going to come up and employ that way and do whatever they do half an hour they're 4-0 down and Carragher's like you can't do it you can't do it it's not going to work in the Premier League he's like 25 minutes ago you were just praising for him like fucking <laughs> shit I got off the pot will you for fuck's sake I actually think Norwich I, I looked at, at the way your man Dick Van Dijk or whatever his name is that's that's the manager <laughs> he, he was very I like the way he set them out and I think if he stays true to that the front men look decent enough and they'd have enough firepower to stay up in that league. Yeah, they beat the shy, but they get the be- shy beating out of them. But yeah. a big team, so so. they were. I I have a mate who's a knowledge fan, and he said he texted me before the game and said, you know, the two of their centre backs were out, so they were down to four choice centre back, Grant Hanley, yeah. and lo and behold, he scores an OG in the first yeah, ten him, minutes. He's one of the most experienced players in the team as well. Yeah. And um, look, they had some bright. What was your man Camwell who you said beforehand? Yeah, Gav was talking about some ten, fifteen uh, minutes in. Lewis, the left back, I think he was playing left back well, anyway, Lewis number two. I think Lewis could end up on a list of players that we look at. Yeah, yeah in fact, like yeah, man, Stephen had two shots from forty yards out, and I, I think he actually went into the the left hand side of the, the King Kenny stand, <laughs> and he two of them in the space of ten minutes, and. Uh, <laughs> Toilet just turns around and goes, should be 2-2. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why, why should it be 2-2? Because he put the ball over his throw-in. I was like, you're fucking winding me up, Awa. I felt like I was watching a different game to them, like, you know what I mean? Like, living in America like I do, it's, I'm, I'm very fortunate to be able to watch the games on NBC. And you don't have to put up with that shit. Yeah. Because like, Peter Drury's doing the commentary and it's just like, it's back to normal. It's like you're able to watch and he commentates on the game that's in front of him and it's fine. You know what I mean? He gets excited when, yeah, when something exciting happens, he gets excited. And when something doesn't excite happen, he doesn't get excited. And it's like, there's there's an amazing save at Nilov from Allison where they break in. I think it's Pookie Go get gets a rebound back off and he plays it and and he does a one handed yeah, big yeah. big left oh, hand yeah, comes out oh, yeah. Yeah, really, yeah it's a phenomenal save that he makes right and that's that's those moments and that's why we have a goalkeeper like that because they're the moments that he just puts in week in week out that we don't we don't even think about those moments anymore yeah. but they're the moments that instead of being one all and trying to chase another goal or whatever it is you're sitting one nil and then I think we scored about two minutes after that I think that's when Firmino got, not Firmino Salah gets his goal then at that stage yeah, yeah. we go back up and we score a goal that's there and they're the big moments but, like, I don't want to overanalyze it's the first game of the season as I said oh, yeah. it puts us in it puts us in, it puts us in the position you want to be you win your first game right? you've got I look at the first bank of four games and you always want to try win three of those and get a draw you want to avoid losing and win three of those and you always end up playing a team 
that's going to be in one of the top six teams in those fourth bank of four games, and that's yeah. Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, international break with ten points. Yeah, it's in good, you're in good stead. Yeah. Yeah. Twelve yeah. points and you're laughing like so. Yeah. So far, so good. Yeah. I looked at the rivals. You look at what, and you look at City, yeah. and it's just. It's a yeah, fucking joke. It's like the second best team in the league over yeah. the weekend. Already. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what I mean? Look, if I've been. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can go on about. Look, it's going to be another long season. Did you just watch the City game? Yeah. I did. I don't. Yeah. I, like, I got to the point at the end of last right. season where I wasn't really watching them. Yeah. Now, I. It's not like that, it's Todd. Look, I think for the first 20 minutes, West Ham actually had a go. Yeah. But the thing that drives me mad with City, and I understand people be going on about being the dark arts and all that crap, but like, they get away with more. Mm-hmm. Like, your man Rodri made four or five cynical fouls in the first half, right. and the ref didn't even look at him. And I was thinking, watching the charity shield, I was watching one of the lads, and I said, Fernandinho gets away with that because he's a slightly little fucker, but <coughs> Rodri's bit of presence about him I says he'll be getting booked for that like every day every game he'll be picking up bookings the way Kante gets away with Rosada the way Skulls used to get away with it like but he's getting away with it as well and then the another one Cresswell is breaking up the right hand side and like yo Jesus jumps on his back like a skill back <laughs> and just pulls him to the ground and then it's nothing like it's just well, I'd like to see Klopp dump the noisy noisiness with, with, with Guardiola, yeah, right? Pellegrini come out and say it afterwards. Yeah. That that's part of the game and they do it and they get away with it. Like, you know? Whereas Fergie would have been plugging that every week, no matter who they were playing. Yeah. Yeah. Look, we, yeah. we're doing our best, but we can't help one City are ever going around fouling our yeah. way up to the top yeah. of the league. But I will say, right, that looking at them, looking at Spurs, again, Spurs are winning it down, they managed to win the game. And the the, the fear for me in, in the Spurs thing is that Kane is scoring in August? I don't think that's ever happened. I don't think he's ever been fit in August. The thing right? is with the Kane, he's always likely that ankle is likely to yeah. give him. He's gonna miss five or six weeks of the season. But the biggest, the biggest bit, I suppose, out of the one thing that came out of all the games, like Arsenal, as I said, I don't know what was going on with Arsenal. Like, it just seems a mad team selection. Yeah. They're terrible. United and Chelsea. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, they were the two of the worst United and Chelsea teams I've ever seen play in my life, yeah. and the better one of the two won. And you can take nothing away from it. The only thing is, if United get up ahead of steam. That you like it could be a fucking 13 14 job where they get a mad run going for, uh, that nobody's expecting, but I can't really see it happening yeah. to be totally honest with you because I think they can't afford to have two injuries in that team. Yeah, I watched that game yesterday, I think it wasn't see more about it is the, the, the amount of chances that were being given up and the rest of the pack, but yeah. that that's not just the boys like from the when you listen to anyone talk about across the board. I think Yaman Yanish Mahalik of ESPN said yesterday, uh, like, so it looks like it's just going to be Liverpool and City again. Yeah. Well, I, think, uh, I, I, I genuinely think Spurs are going to stay again to the end of March, April. I think yeah. that they'll do it because they'll get you. But the one thing I will say is the only thing that really came out of the weekend, Johnny, was VAR. And the amount, uh, again, the narrative that's around VAR. And like the, I think the City game was a classic. There, was, there wasn't anything in ours that, that you could use VAR no, for, right? I know. We were chatting before. And, and I'm very disappointed. Using the scoreboard and all that sort of stuff. And God, God knows what they'd have got out the scoreboard. But, yeah. um, Especially when it's live VAR pool. Like, you know what I mean? Like we, we paid for the VAR points this year. But you look at, it, you look at the City game and the moaning out of the fucking spasm journals that are out there, right? Like you're just looking at it going, what are you moaning about? Fellas offside or he's not offside. Yeah, right? It's, it's black and white. So it's not a grey matter. Like I saw one article on it, which is immense, right? Where he was talking where he tried to count 
that the frames per second on that they use in television is 20 frames per second, right? Yeah. And how can they use the camera because it wouldn't capture the movements quickly enough? And someone just said, you do know that the cameras they use records at a much higher frame rate than what they show on television, just because your, fra- <laughs> your show for television is shown is. It's like, mad, right? It's insane. Yeah. Things that are there, and I actually think the, I think the Premier League and you can tell me from right or wrong what your opinion on this, but I think the Premier League this year have got the level of usage of our just about right. So it's looking at goal instances, it's looking at clear penalties in yeah, terms of what's red there, card red card incidents. Ball, yeah. So it's not constant, yeah. but it is those, like that offside goal, like, they, you know, they think it's a goal, but then they look at it, and you can see, based on the algorithm that's in that machine, that the same one that they use for horse racing, for... Um, the 100 metre sprint yeah. right? Yeah. for yeah. tennis to see if it's in or not they could see that Sterling was ahead it wasn't like your man was taking out his ruler and drawing a line across oh. the television screen yeah. to see if he was, who was front or back was this is to see the lines were straight actually yeah yeah, well, I remember. <laughs> 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 but like, you look at it and you say he's offside and then the next thing is well, there should be a margin of... of you should no, have a, a discretion. Then, what, what, How is it? The margin then? It, has yeah. black, it has to be black and white. Yeah. It's it? a real... Yeah, it's a law of the game. The only thing I complain about in terms of arm rules is... Look, I, I know it helps out in the Champions League final. The new handball rule is shy. Yeah. Like, what's the... Goal, goal Wars had this level yesterday. Like, that's shy. Like, know. your man knows absolutely nothing about it. Like, you know, like... And I know rules are rules, but that's going to... If we had a drawn nil all yesterday yeah. on Friday and the goal had been disallowed for that, I'd have been cracking up. someone at some point will publish a league table at the end of the season and show us what the league would have looked like. Sure, then, but like... Can, can <laughs> Headers count for two. <laughs> <laughs> so we won six ones. Can I tell you something? And uh, you like this? They actually did last year's league table had VAR been in place, okay. and we would have won the league by a point. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so when they asked, did you want the the, the sports bonus points or the VAR points this year? Oh, we ticked VAR points. Drawn again that they actually won. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And there's us there. That's shite. The only thing is, City would have got through to the Champions League final. Because Llorente handled the ball into the goal. Yeah, okay. And Sterling was on side for the last yeah, goal no, as well. VAR, uh, it's still very young. Yeah. And it's insane. There's going to be, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it gets people. I think, that the, I think journalists hate it because it's in the in the main. It's going to yeah, take away from them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, talk. Yeah. No, Once people get used to it. Again. They have to go and investigate stuff yeah. and find things out as opposed to just being spoon-fed stories that come out from players' agents and, and the clubs. Yeah. They'll have to go back to trying to, to not being on the club side all the time, to doing the hard yards that journalists used to do. The type of stuff that, I have to say, Tony Evans did a recent article which, is, which talks about the, a, a potential European breakaway. Not breakaway, the, the UEFA, yeah. the, new, the new UEFA Champions League from 2025 yeah. onwards. That's something that used to be in the newspapers of old where, you, where they went and investigated stories and put stories out there. You know what? You know this Manchester City financial fair play story yeah. that was broken? Was it Spiegel that broke the... Yeah, yeah. The well, that, that, that did it, right? That's journalism. Mm. That's what sports journalism is about. There's report on the match and tell me about what's happening that I need to know about, right? In the at this moment in time, all it is clickbait, transfer rumours, rumours, innuendo, narrative. Mar- That's all it is. Martin Samuel, oh, I was watching on, on on Sunday supplement there. <laughs> he was talking about uh, he'd go to the pub after the game, and the lads in the pub would be telling him what happened. Okay. As whereas the goal wasn't a goal. Yeah, whereas in the nineteen sixties, if you come in from the ground, held yeah. at this pit, and I was like. That's the problem. Like, we're not in the 1960s anymore. The game has moved on. They're actually athletes now. Yeah. It's 
And they don't want to be wronged by a decision. No. That can be picked up and corrected. Exactly. And I, I think I, I liked, I was thinking about it a little bit. One thing I do like about it is uh, it's going to cause little momentum swings in games. Yeah, it will, yeah. And that never normally happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, when City would have gone... That game looked like a non-event. When they, they would have gone um, 3-0 up potentially and West Ham had kind of... Um, yeah managed to sort of dodge that yeah. bullet and it was 2-0 and the fans the fans got excited again now had that have been a not a West Ham and a United for instance or Liverpool yeah. that could have that, you're, you're absolutely right that and could Rogers, have swung it the yeah. whole way back round Rogers made a good point a bit like American football where a touchdown would get ruled out and then all oh. of a so I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Coles has the lowest prices of the season and had to say for myself for real, the deals are so good. I got my kids' summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a Stark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach days. I got cold cash, too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickups. So, yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or cold.com for details. So, uh, yeah, it's a challenge. Like, yeah, Rogers made a challenge, good, yeah. made a very good point yesterday saying that, like, the ground was going to be flat and then when Wolves scored and the goal was disallowed, the yeah, place was rocking again yeah, and then they had 10 right. minutes yeah. where they, the tails were up again. It's like, it's like a penalty. Yeah. That's a like, fact, though, yeah. That, like yeah. Well, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. The, the man, um, Nuno Espirito Santo, Jehovah, he was, he was saying that it ruins the atmosphere in the ground. I actually think it's just about the adaptation of the atmosphere. So if something is being checked to see if it's a goal or not goal, yeah. right? You're going to start hearing, ooh, yeah, do you know what I mean? As people wait, and then that build in as part of the atmosphere yeah. in terms of what's It'll happening. It's still alien yeah. to a lot of people, yeah. especially dinosaurs. Yeah. I think I might always be yeah. alien to them. They're not open minded to receive these things that are going to make the game better. Let's spin on to um, Wednesday night. Um, obviously, the one known. Well, I was going to say the the one known uh, team change on Wednesday will be um, Adrian in goal as opposed to Allison. Andy Lanigan, the greatest goalkeeper in the world. I think he'll be on the bench. Andy Lanigan, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, tell me, just a quick, give me a, <laughs> give me a time frame for Allison being out, Shawnee. What are you saying? Phil, before we start, have you seen him before October? I'd be surprised. Okay. Yeah, I think it's. See, like it's it's so vague. Yeah. yeah, it's so vague. I think is it, there an international break in October, yeah, so you yeah. can maybe do the side of that. Yeah, I think it's it's very vague. Club statement is very vague. Like it's just the next few weeks. Whereas that it just seems to be sunny side up. I I I, I pointed on Twitter earlier that Gomez being similar. I understand Gomez is more of an impact injury and. Mm. They didn't actually. He should have got the surgery mm. way before he did, and that just extended it. Yeah. I don't know. I, like if it was, two, if it was three or four weeks, or like what? What's a few weeks? Know. You know what I mean? What? What's in a few weeks? The next few weeks. We're always, it's we not very. Con- to be try, we always seem to try and give um, optimistic news. Yes. We? Like we were trying to, we were trying to make out that. That Oxley Chamberlain was coming back last season when yeah, he was yeah, yeah. really come back, did he? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Club yeah. said, "Oh well, Allison has never really been injured, so we don't know how he recovers." So yeah. it's, it. yeah. What about you, Phil? What would you say? When do you think we expect to see? We should expect to see him. I, I don't want to be negative, but like <coughs> the description of what happens doesn't lend to me 
to have a positive short-term outcome for this decision, right? Anyone that's played or anyone that's done any type of intense sport at any level, right, knows that there's a difference in feeling between a tear and a, and a, a, like what yeah, or even like a more serious, like a, like a, where something gets severed. When something gets, where there's a complete rupture or something like that, it feels like a shot. It feels like something has just hit you and it's just gone bang, right? Yeah. And that was his description. Was, he said he yeah. felt like somebody hit him, had kicked him in the back of the leg. Yeah. Whereas when it's a tear, you can feel that, like, everyone's torn a muscle. You can feel it, the rip through the muscle itself and you can feel what it looks like. Or not feel what it looks like, but you can feel it as, as it is. And it's just the description that has me worried. I reckon it's going to be somewhere between 12 to 16 weeks. So I think we're looking at, tr- I think we're looking at about three to four months. Yeah, that, I would not. You know, I'm not joking. I would not be surprised in the slightest, because that, like that, the description of the injury is synonymous. <laughs> <laughs> the descript, the description of that injury is synonymous with an uh, Achilles yeah. tendon being ruptured. Or, like you feel like you get a clatter across the back of the legs. Like you, yeah. you always hear like oh, yeah. horror injury stories like that. Sorry, I heard that they're actually the cheek said the exact same thing. And he's out for five months. So I heard, I heard that they're they're going to um, transplant a giraffe tendon onto his leg. The one thing I will say, no matter what, physio. No, but the, 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 another thing is, I said to Phil as well. I watched the NBA a bit, and they went to the NBA finals there, and say Kevin Durant. You could probably liken him to Allison in a way. He's, yeah, yeah. No, you can liken him to Salah of being the main man. And basically, his contract was up at the end of that season. They were in the finals. They needed him. He was the best player. But they knew he was leaving. So they said, right, fuck it. He had, a, he had an injury with his calf. Yeah. And he played through the injury. Yeah. The playing through the injury actually aggravated the Achilles. And that went. So, I, in a way, I hope, I hope it's a five to six week layoff. Because you don't want them rushed back. Oh, that's the last thing. Only for it to, to be worse. Yeah. I think the club, you know, I think everyone involved will be well advised to just make sure he's 100% yeah, exactly. when he comes back because, because it, like, even when you think about it, like, his, his kicking and all looked at, he looked off <coughs> in terms of distribution before it happened so he must have been he could have been feeling something I reckon as much as the word sports scientist gets bandied around these days by anyone that just wants to talk about injuries and stuff like that but like you got to anyone if we start picking up Injuries again on these lads who seem to have just played right the way through the summer. How this is a an isolated moment, they're yeah. not a team in the season. Yeah. Because if this is the team in the season, like in no uncertain terms, we're yeah. fucked. And there's, like, no, there's, there's no because you think about it. Right? So Firmino's done the same level of football as Allison because they're out in the Brazilian thing. Mane's only back three or four weeks or two, three or four days in terms of what's there. Salah had the African Cup of Nations. Keita is, has come back from the African Cup of Nations with an injury, left before with an injury, came in last year, had an injury, had an injury halfway through the season. We're still nursing Oxlade-Chamberlain back because yeah. in the pre-season they're saying that he's struggling with some type of calf problem that, the, that he can't shake off. You know, Shakiri seems to be picking up knocks here and there, a bit Lalana style in terms of what it is. So what you don't want is an aggregation of knocks out and knocks out and knocks out and knocks where we start relying then on our Brewsters, on our Hoovers, on Seth Vandenbergs, Elliots, all these all these kids where you like to blood them in League Cup games or maybe give them 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there, get them used yeah, to the pace and the intensity. Had, we haven't had, like I was saying earlier, there's no really fourth choice 11, but we haven't played our strongest 11, what many considered, since December 18. Yeah. So to say we were lucky with injuries last year is a bit of a... 
Yeah, we did. We didn't lose any key players, but yeah, yeah. But you look at like yeah, Spurs lost Lloris the the drop. Yaman Gazanig is not bad. If City lost Edison, they'd be goosed. because I think the fucking Yaman ain't right. Are Richard Roy still in goal with him or whatever? Or Scott Carson? Yeah, sport. Yeah, sport. Great saves by the way, as usual against West Ham. Edison, yeah, Edison but that's what I'm saying. If the, if any, if you are to lose, probably arguably the best goalkeeper in the world at the moment. It's obviously gonna kill you, but <laughs> at least it's Adrian and not fucking. I know, but isn't fate a funny thing? I mean, I was scrolling through. I I was scrolling through Adrian's um, like Twitter timeline, and the fella's gone from you know on the beach, sort of no no club to. You know the post a few not that not that many days ago yeah. about joining Liverpool but to go to go on and making his debut. You know, thirty yeah. minutes into the well, first I, league I, game. I, I said to Sean the car coming up here. Right? I said I thought it always seems to me that Adrian was the player they picked to come in as backup keeper if if they got an acceptable bid from Man to leave. Yeah, it looked like they didn't. There was, there was never this there was never this hint of oh Jesus what are we going to do he's off it just seems it was so controlled and so focused right? me and I went down 24 hours later Adriana come in it's like they literally said here's the fella we know mm-hmm. we've had the fella it's almost like they had the deal set up and said listen here's the story you're our number one choice yeah, we expect yeah, Minnie to go well, before. Well, if he had come in earlier, he probably would have played a charity show yeah. in that game in Leon. Yeah, mm-hmm. in terms of what it is. But then you look at it and you say, right, you're looking at this game against Chelsea and like I haven't a breeze who half the Chelsea team is. And let's be frank, <laughs> like I don't really, I, I actually... Ah, <laughs> oh, listen, you know, there's... Still the best fucking, I thought there was, there was a country singer playing up front from Tammy Abraham. I was waiting, kind of like, <laughs> you from Nashville. Wasn't he playing for Bristol City a couple of years ago? On I thought he sang with the KLF. Yeah, I know, but before that it was yeah. Bristol City. Yeah. And that was only two or three seasons ago. Mason Mount sounds Mason like an Mount. extra. Ma- sounds like an extra out of Hell on Wheels, yeah. right? Like literally, th- th- there's these l- random fellas that they had out on loan, and not even the good fellas they had out on loan. They just seem to be the random fellas they had out on loan. Yeah, Zuma. Zuma, there was a free Zuma the hashtag going on. The Everton fans were trying to bring him back. Like, are they mental? Do you know what I mean? I'm looking at going, right. You look at that so, and then he doesn't play Kante. They, 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 that was the most illogical thing. I wonder was. I think he's focusing on the Super Cup. Yeah, because Giroud should have been playing there. It's a trophy, and and you put out your strongest side, and you may still not get the results at Old Trafford. But I don't know what his thinking was really. We should be beating them on Wednesday, no doubt about it. We should be beating yeah, them, yeah. Like, we should be beating them you, you, comfortably. You expect us to go strong. Even with a few chopping changes. No, I, I expect to see changes. I, I'd say Adrian starts. One of Ox Arcade will start. Yeah, Matip, so, Matip yeah. comes yeah. in. Genie, yeah. probably, yeah. Matip definitely comes in, right? He gets, a, he gets a start as well. I think Mane probably starts and one of the other of the front three, and not a league, one of the other front three, maybe... Salah or Firmino, one of them gets rested and Shakiri or Oxlade comes in. I think Shakiri might be ahead of Oxlade at the moment because of the fitness Keita. issues. Keita, yeah. yeah, yeah I, 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 now he, he gave Keita a half now on the charity shield, didn't he? Yeah. I think he could. Think, I think he gets a run. Yeah, I think he probably starts, probably, probably would. Probably the type of game where you kind of could 
Yeah, stardom. Yeah, low risk, really, in yeah. Some respects, because the, he, then I think he revered the type down for Southampton Saturday and probably be just throw Gomez or oh, Matapin. Well, oh, absolutely, yeah. It's an officially recognised trophy by UEFA, and yeah. I'll take it. It'd be a good way if you can win. The, if you can win, not even about the trophy, just winning games yeah. is yeah. a habit that. Be, yeah, exactly. The press, there's a certain amount of prestige. It's certainly worth a lot more than the charity shield was against City to if win we, this. To win this, to win the, Super Cup, the World Club Championships, yeah. the League Cup, and the League, I'd be happy with that. Okay, it's not really because I like the League Cup. Right. Like I like the League Cup. Like the FA Cup, the FA Cup is a scummy shit competition that we shouldn't even bother entering. Right? <laughs> Honestly, right? It's, it's just a. F- obviously been listening to you because <laughs> no, he hasn't. He was John Henry. John Henry called him into the office yeah. and he said, "Here, Klopp, dump off those domestic cup, cup competitions. Yeah, well, we can win a trophy." No, saying that actually. No, he said, "If you do, I'll sack you." No, but like it's, that's that's another mad FSG out lads. But like, yeah, honestly, I like the League Cup because the League Cup is played on a Wednesday night. Most of the way through until you get to the get to the final. You get a boy through the first couple of rounds. You get to play the young lads. Yeah, I've seen the runs that City had to the fucking. Yeah, yeah, Swansea. I was like, come on! I think it was fifteen. It was about it was sixteen one or something. Wasn't it? <laughs> 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 the one having what or something like that. Point Rangers. Yeah, no. Didn't even go easy on them in the second game. Yeah, it'd be nice to get a fire drop now. But going into Wednesday, yeah, definitely should be looking at winning that. Deal for Allison. Deal for Allison. Yeah, hopefully. Do it for him. Hopefully they've got the t-shirts. Yeah, do it for Allison. Adrian's probably looking at going. Right, I get the League Cup and I get the FA Cup and I probably get to play in the World Club Championships as well. Right, and that's great. And now he's looking on. Bollocks. I'm only going to get about six league games and we probably if, if they get Man City in the league cup hey, it's another is that, it's perfect for Adrian like, I think if it's a confidence that, build he will that. celebrate that fucking that, yeah. that trophy but you see you like, seen the City players when they won the show I thought yeah. it was a little bit embarrassing to be honest like, <laughs> yeah. sprinting towards fucking Bravo. Yeah. Relax, boys. For fuck's sake. It's not even a thing. No, like, relax. Tin of beans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's, your, there's your dinner platter. It's Yay. So you it's been used as, as a bleeding door stopping the Jackson. <laughs> yeah. But do you, not think, do you not think that just shows how worried they are about us? I don't think it, it, it's all about mentality at the moment between yeah. the two clubs. Yeah. Like, you see, like, the little the thing as well. Like, see when the club. Pep on the head, he lost. He's like, get your fucking hands on me, sort of thing. Like, you know, it's very belittling. And I like it. But like you said, Klopp needs to lose the niceties and become a little bit of a prick. Yeah. Yeah. But he can do it in a nice way. If I was Klopp, I'd keep going on because he's got under his skin. He's living rent free in City's heads, right? He's just sitting there. I think he does it in ways that we don't really see, but Pep picks up on. Like, yeah. like when he was calling it, yeah. the little dig saying, oh, we can't spend like them and had Pep yeah. up the wall there, yeah. but you spent another like, fucking 100 million on fullbacks. Yeah. Tell me a bit. Yeah. Big Downey. Yeah, after the bananas yeah. that we're making some comments about yeah. the spending. Anyway, as, as we all know, once we finish second to City, within three years we'll have those league titles purely because yeah, it's, it's gonna, they'll right. be found out. He gets, he gets a bit ratty. He seems to be following too. It's like Mourinho losing in the third, in the third that, season. That, that, Pep gets a bit ratty in his fourth that, season. That um, FFP thing, the bit in the... Nah, town, that's going away. No, yeah, the, thi- the, thing, the thing in the town, yeah, down Evans Callum... Now they they could miss out on the Champions League. Seriously, seriously, <coughs> especially yeah, man, the new one. Who wrote the rules for FFP is walking for Man City now. <laughs> he is. He is yeah. They got him in. 
It's like fucking Harvey Specter in suits. It's like just pulling the ace out of the hole. Imagine you were like... It's almost like having loads of money doesn't make problems go away. It's almost like... If, imagine if you were a billionaire in prison with loads of secrets and all you are billionaires in the world, right? Yeah. And, and you were about to expose everyone. And you were saying, don't seal the papers. Don't seal, don't seal the papers. Don't seal the papers. Don't seal the papers. And then just as they seal the papers, the cameras fail in your cell. He gets and, dead. Yeah, he gets dead. He wakes up dead. It's just, it's almost like that, isn't it? And the only, the only person that was more surprised was him. Yeah. That he killed himself. <laughs> yeah. Or is he dead? Oh dear. Um, right, let's bring it back to, um, let's bring it back to some predictions. Um, I'll let Gav, uh, Gav, we'll let Gav start with his predictions because he hasn't, he's basically said nothing. So Gav, predictions for Wednesday and prediction for uh, Saturday against Southampton. May as well give me some score it, as well. It, you know. Does it go to extra time and penalties? Uh, extra time. Yeah, extra time. Okay. Um, Liverpool three one after ninety on Wednesday. Liverpool three one against Southampton on Saturday as well. Two three one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll, t- I'll ask you. Uh, uh, goal scorers. How many goals over those two games does Mo score? Two. Two, okay. Shawnee, predictions for both and how many goals does Mo score over the two games? 3-1, I think Saturday will be a tricky one. Yeah. 2-1. Okay, see Mo getting a three. Three. I'm yeah, he looks raised, I should yeah. Three goals. Phil, what? predictions for the Super Cup and for the Southampton oh, game. <laughs> <laughs> Super Cup? Yeah. I think we're, gonna take, duper cup. we're taking on a Chelsea team with about 11 fellas that nobody's ever heard of. Yeah. That's my prediction. As Andy said today... Football manager region. <laughs> no, no, they're, they're respawns, you know? <laughs> FIFA 09 respawns, yeah. When you were 20 seasons deep in it, it's like, here's a, a Mason Mount and a Tammy Hammerham. Uh, you have uh, generic black boots on. You yeah. haven't even got sponsors. <laughs> There's no faces. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Man of Three Preachers video. <laughs> if you tolerate this, then your Chelsea will be next. <laughs> Honestly, lads just run around, no faces. Nobody knows who they are. And the commentators can't even say that name. Yeah. It's just like, number six. <laughs> Lampard. <laughs> it's like the old Pez name, yeah. Ryan Greggs. Didier Drug Part. <laughs> No, as Andy Young said today uh, in the WhatsApp group, that's the worst Chelsea team since they were established in 2001. <laughs> <laughs> and Golo Kante going, I'm going to go back to Leicester. <laughs> At least I know some of the lads there. Go on, Chelsea. Yeah. Will we beat them after all that? Uh, look, I don't really. Uh, no, yeah. I do care. I do care. I, do care. You, I, th- I think we will. I think we will, mainly because, as Score. I said, yeah, they don't even have eyes or nothing. Um, I go for a 2 0 win. 2 0. Yeah. And Southampton? Is that away or at home? Away. Is it? It's always tough there. It's yeah, not easy. 3 o'clock Saturday. They got, abs- they got absolutely mullered 3 0. Yeah, yeah but. That is a good point to play. So they'll, they'll go Please. a bit more defensive and it'll be a bit tougher, I'd say, another 2 0 on Saturday. Okay, so 2 0. 2 1, 2 1. 2 1 Saturday. 2 1 Saturday. Danny Ings gets 1 on Saturday. How many is Mo scoring in those two games? I honestly I don't care. Oh that's no seriously harsh. I'm not no I'm that's going harsh. I'm going away from this crap, right? Because seriously, the social media wankers <laughs> will be all over this so they can fuck off, right? It doesn't matter how many scores or who scores. 
I hope fucking Adrian scores two, two goals for us in the Super Cup final <laughs> from kickouts. Right. Right. I'm right. going to give you my prediction. Yeah, that yeah. this is a Phil type prediction. You're going big, I say. Draw. I'm going to. I'm going to go. I, I think Chelsea. We beat Chelsea. I think we beat Chelsea two nil. Yeah. I agree with you on that. I think on Saturday is a, a three-one incoming loss. Jesus. Look at Jordy's face. <laughs> you think fucking David Hasselhoff will be Actually, yeah, well, fucking Nathan Hazard is playing for them now, isn't he? <laughs> what? Nathan Hazard. He's, he's born as well. He's no, playing for Chelsea. Nathan <laughs> Hazard every time he plays against us, for fuck's sake. Oh, yeah, man. Redmond. Oh, he does be... And I've been playing... Oh, holy shit. You're at the set me off. Shane Long. I play bleeding. Hoover. Trent and fucking Gomez are right back on late Saturday then. <laughs> you're, you're going mad there. Nah, nah, we, we'll beat them. Hassan, bleeding, fraud. We'll beat them. Hassan, hey, Hassan, Hassan. Yeah, I know we'll beat them, yeah. First goal will be crucial. Generally is in most games. Fucking Shane Long. Shane Long. I think Mo will no, get both. I honestly think Mo will score both those goals. On right, I think we're better, off, against Chelsea, we're better yeah. off playing Southampton early in the season than later in the season when they're trying to cling on for survival or whatever they're trying to do, whatever is going on at the time. Right? I, th- I genuinely think that I think last year they needed to get points on the board and they worked their bollocks off and it was tough for us down there. I think it will be tough, but they'll come at us. They'll have It's their first home game of the season. They're going to want to rectify what it is. They won't be prepared to sit back and yeah. that will suit us more than it will be if a team comes out, comes out and tries to play defensively against us. I'm going to ask you one last thing. Gav will be killing me, but one last thing. Who's the worst team in the league? A load of Chelsea respawns. Like, let's be honest about it. The second from bottom at the moment of the relegation zone, surely. I can't really say I that one game. No. Newcastle. Newcastle. No, I think they might be all right, actually. Yeah, the, yeah, man, Jonathan does have a bit. But it's all about goals. It's about he's, a getting, guy, he's a tennis player. It's about getting goals. Yeah, he does look like a tennis player. It's about getting goals. Um, who was the worst team? I don't know. It's a, That's a tough one. I'll ask you the same. Well, think, do you know think, what? Not, not, I think Norwich are going to go down. I'm going to give you a surprise one. But I'll tell you who a surprise team to look out for is. Uh, Brighton going to be very good this year well, I, I'm going to go I'm I gonna, like him gonna, and, I, and I like the, the even that I've seen the highlights from the Watford game he's getting them playing ball and yeah, yeah I like him and they can, what, they can mix it up a bit one last one for me right? yeah. one last one for me my surprise in trouble package this season yeah. Watford Okay. He's going to get sacked, isn't he? Watford have now. They don't have patience for managers. No. Uh, and they're on a ridiculously bad run. Everyone just. Ha- they're in that FA Cup slump where you're a shit team and you get to the FA Cup final and you play shit up until the FA Cup final and all of a sudden you can't play any other way than shit. Mm. And they looked shit at the weekend. And like they genuinely look like a team that's going to be there, thereabouts when it comes to the knocking on the relegation door. Do you know what I didn't even realise? You know, after, that, shit, you know, after that last game last season when um, City beat Brighton. I actually, for some reason, I thought they'd been relegated. And when I seen the fixtures, I was like, what those? What are those fuckers still doing in the Premier League? They well, pissed me off that much. I think that'd be good. So I think, yeah, man, Potter is a very, very good coach. Yeah. And I think that's a perfect setting there for him because he's going to get a few quid. Like, they've a solid enough backline. Right, Matty Ryan. Uh, they've a few lads who can play ball. Proper, gross. And they got your man from Brentford last year. He was a little goal machine down the championship. So... I think they'll they'll be a good side this year. They'll be a good bet. A good bet to finish in the top half, yeah. Yeah.
Okay. Oh, okay. We'll wrap it up then, yeah. And it's uh, it will be it will be over to Gav. It'll be over to Gav for the Fatback Four Daily, um, sponsored by a well-known bookmaker. Um, <laughs> and we will we will see you we will see you next week on the club, and I'll have the uh, probably have the B crew in next week. But anyway, we'll see you then. Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'll only be a minute. Come in with me. What is HomeSense, anyway? Look, outdoor furniture is in. Hey, that's a great brand. And it's a six-piece set. Check out this price. Are you sure that's not just the no table? No chairs, too. Is this an outdoor rug? It is. It's nicer than our indoor rug. Outdoor ottomans, planters, patio umbrellas. Are you seeing these prices? You save a lot at HomeSense. This is the year we love our backyard. Can I say something? Yes. I'll get the truck. And that is why I love you. Save on outdoor like never before at HomeSense. Discover a store near you at HomeSense.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.